Hey, we what's up? We are in what is up, Jake? Uh, Darren, I wanted to just ask you what's up. Um, what's up? What's up? Uh, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, what's up? What is up? What's up? Oh. What's up? <clears throat> um, I mean, what's up? <laughs> you know. Uh, ooh, uh, what, um, oh, uh, is, um, up, is, up what? I'm Jake Smith. I'm the Hoss Snickle. Um, I am. I am wondering how long it was going to take for us to, uh, in an alternate universe, how long it would have taken us to end that bit. Um, the I am the uh, the sweaty Snickle. Darren. So, well, okay. My other name is the name I introduced myself before my nickname, but we can we that's that's okay. Let's digress. Jake, what's up with your week, dude? How's your week? What is up with your week? Uh, what's up with my week? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, I was I'm just trying to make sure I understand the question. You just want to know like what is up with my what was yeah, up I was with like, my week? I guess or what is yeah up to with to, it? to reiterate. Okay, yeah, to reiterate, what is up with your week? What's up with this week, or like what was up with my last week? What's up with your last week? How was how, how was your week? Let's just go back to the old format of asking oh, that okay. question. Um, how how was your last week? How was last week for you, Jake? Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully it wasn't my last week because that would mean that I'd be dead, which uh, would be an unfortunate. Well, your last term of full events. week. Your last full week, if everything goes right. Uh. What do you, hey Darren? What do you mean? Oh, don't worry about that. But uh, it's just like if everything. I mean, if everything, if everything goes right, you know, like because I imagine last week would have been like in an alternate universe. If last week was a, a really oh, good week, yeah, 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 then yeah. it would have yeah. In that's... an alternate universe, if everything goes right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't don't yeah. Don't read into things I I say too much. Yeah. Uh, From this point forward. I just think I I usually don't because usually I assume like you, it, I think it takes like a certain level of brain power to like think ahead what you're gonna say, and I'm just not sure that you're there. So I. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure that you're operating on that level. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later on this episode. Uh, the proof is in the pudding, though. Everybody knows. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, also, if- also, I think Jake is at the. He's not quite at the brain power to understand that calling someone out on their lack of brain power is uh, a very pretentious thing. So he he doesn't understand that. But that's okay. Uh, I just wanted to. I'm just going to throw a quote in from an old episode right here. Um, I'm not saying that if you like Star Wars, the la- uh, wait, no, the Rise of Skywalker, you have a low IQ. But if you like Sk- Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker, you have a low IQ. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there to remind everyone that that was once said on this show. That was once uh, said on the show, and the sentiment was agreed upon by both Snickles. Both Snickles are uh, here. here. Both the Haas Snickel and the Sweaty Snickel. Yeah. Uh, Darren, I had a pretty good week. This feels kind of, it feels kind of, we're, we're kind of back to like a regular episode, which I feel like we haven't done in a long time. I know, it's been, it's been a wild couple weeks. Uh, and also, I'm changing it up if you didn't notice. I usually am the first one to talk about I, my week. That's and true. And I'm asking you. I did notice that. I know, Darren, I, I do want to thank you for being more, hey, do you have new headphones? I mean, these are these were these had got gotten on Christmas, so I've worn them for oh okay a couple episodes already. They're I think the same brand as yours, or maybe they're the same. No, they're not. Never mind. I think those are the brand I used to have anyway. Uh, so as we've talked about on the show, I teach classes, which uh, honestly, first of all, if any of my students are listening, stop now. You do not have my permission to listen to this. Yeah, turn back. If you if he finds out, we can see your names. We can see each name on our <laughs> statistics. So if he if we find your if he finds your name, you're failing his class. Yeah. Uh, second of all, if you're not one of my students and you're wondering how I came to teach people, that's a good question. One I ask myself most days. I uh, ask it, yeah, every <laughs> single day. I'm like, what? The, who gave Jake that right? Darren, I don't believe that you think of me for more than one hour a week. No, I don't. You're going right. <laughs> <laughs> to be very correct in that. But I anyway. About, I don't think about anything for probably most of the, most of the week. Uh, Which we'll get into later. Okay, we'll get into that later on in this app. Um, so I've been teaching this class. I teach it on Tuesdays. The first week... I like walk in and we have it has like one of those old school like rolling cart TVs and it has a VCR on the TV thing and I'm like what the hell so I'm like looking around at the technology trying to like figure out how to hook my computer up and I find that there's a second VCR in the room and I'm like okay I'm I'm glad to know like where all this tuition money is going to uh yeah, keep I mean, this you... state of the art technology yeah you now have the power to not only play one VCR, but more than one VCR. That's true. So, second week of class, uh, I show up. I have my VHS copy of Mulholland Drive. Uh, Academy Award winning director David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. I, which, by the way, that's probably one of the best VHSs to have. I feel like that's a better way to watch that movie than on, like, if you, if I would, pr- I think that adds to the aesthetic of the film. Uh, it truly did not because it was 
impo- like impo- just so grainy. Like I get that grain is is part of VHS, but like it was it was very bad. It was in very bad condition. Uh, I'd had this VHS probably since I was in high school. I'd never watched it. I've seen the movie, but I hadn't watched it on VHS. So I like put it on. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if it's just that part that's like that. Because that's, like, the part that's been exposed for so long, you know? It's possible that that's just gotten, like, worn down over time. Yeah. Uh, so, but then I have to start teaching my class, and then, like, our class ends. I'm, like, making sure my students are all fine. Then I go over, and it's, like, a, one of those combination, like, VHS DVD players, you know? Yeah. So I'm, like, looking at it, and I press the eject button, and the DVD tray comes out. And then you put the VHS tape on there. No, no, no. The VHS, the VHS was already in. So I'm like, well, that's you weird. Put so the I, second one, you put the second one on the DVD and it, it worked. I press the VH, the eject button again and the DVD tray just goes in. And I'm like, well, uh, huh. That's, that's kind of interesting. Um, at this point, like my class had just ended and already there's like kids from the next class coming in. And first of all, like what bunch of little over eager assholes yeah students suck yeah second of all it's like starting to get embarrassing i'm like hey does anyone in here like know anything about vcrs and this guy's like yeah moderately and i was like all right will you just like look at this because i'm sure i'm sure i'm just like missing something you know like i i i think that like i've used vcrs in the past so it's i'm definitely ahead of a lot of like people who are you're, younger than me yeah you're ahead of the curve yeah you're smarter than them i'm not smarter than them i just have different experiences yeah that that led me to being more intelligent yeah um yeah so the kid comes over and he's messing with it we're like trying all the buttons on the panel i'm like all right maybe if we like fast forward all the way through when it gets to the end it'll just like automatically eject it because I don't know what else to try at this point. So we do that. doesn't work. He's, like, looking up. He's, like, trying to Google it to find the manual. And all it says is, like, just press the eject button on the remote. And there's no remote in the classroom. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right. Well, maybe I'll just rewind it all the way. And then it'll eject, you know. Because maybe they're, they want you to be courteous and rewind your tapes. So it's rewinding, it's going all the way through. The kid is like trying different, he's trying to like press the power button and the eject button at the same time, just like trying different stuff. And at this point, like I feel, I feel anger, but I also feel like relieved that I wasn't just being an idiot because this guy also was having struggles. So did you end up getting the tape? You got it. You ended up getting it out, right? Okay. So Darren, I wasn't able to get the tape out before the class started. No, I left, of course. I'm not going to fucking stay there. And So I leave, and I, I like, go get food. I'm doing some stuff. And the, the, the building is, like, right across the street from me. It's super close. So I, like, wait a couple hours, and then I go back, and there's still a class in there. Like, this is probably three hours later, so this must be, like, a three-hour-long class, I guess. And I'm like, all right. Maybe, but so I'm like, all right, well, it's like eight o'clock now, so I guess I'll come back tomorrow. 
Come back the next day, there's a class in there. Come back later the next day, there's a class in there. Uh, Friday, no, Thursday, I go back again, and there's a class in there. Friday, didn't have time to go in before the building was closed. Saturday and Sunday, didn't have, it was closed. Today, didn't go get my tape back. So I'm just hoping that it's still there tomorrow. And there's like a, I saw that there's like a, a tech support number. So I'm going to call it, I'm going to be like, hey, uh, I got my VHS t- stuck in here last week and it's still in here. So that's the best case scenario. Or I guess someone somehow got it out and then just left it in the classroom, which seems like someone's going to steal that, right? Um, I mean, who, why would they, I don't know. I mean, unless they have Because it's the best movie to have on VHS, as you said. If you actually look right here, Darren, I have the case. But who has... case. I see it. It looks like a flash. It looks like a flashlight in the back. In the in the. It's right next to your flash. Oh, okay. I thought you were pointing at your flashlight, and I thought it was. I thought it was what you were. Darren, that's not meant. where I keep my flashlight. Okay, I know. You keep it in this. You keep it in the wall so nobody finds it. I, I I'm always wearing it. <laughs> you wear your flashlight because <laughs> so, it makes it makes your penis look bigger, and and your pants. So you can impress it, the ladies. And it looks You can flared. impress your students. <laughs> <laughs> it, it flares out, like, the further away it gets. Yeah. Just like my real penis. <laughs> you gotta stop hanging out with Zorgog, man. But, uh... <laughs> now That's not after... how his penis looks. <sighs> We've talked about this. We know I don't even know how his penis like. looks. I know how... Oh, yeah, because it's a snake. What's yeah. under the snake, Jake? What, what do you mean? What's under the... The ground? What's under your penis? You know what I mean. You're playing dumb, which we'll get into later. Um, yeah, the, later on in this episode, we'll talk later about on it. this episode, we'll talk about it. Uh, Jake, um, <clears throat> after having that experience, do you now have a uh, more sympathy for the teachers who couldn't figure out how to work uh, the? screens in your classrooms and would uh, have to ha- ask for student support do you now know that it's it's voodoo magic that's a part of the classroom that curses all technology equipment to be anti-teacher but if that were the case then the student who tried helping me would have gotten it right away i suppose but then again, they had they they didn't know nothing. They didn't know anything about VHSs. That's not what he bluffing. said. Yeah, he said he was moderate. That <laughs> you're moderate, okay? I know enough that if I designed a VCR, I'd put a fucking eject button on it. What what the fuck kind of design is that? I don't know. You need to have the remote. What is this like 1950? And the fucking remote is connected to the tv by a long cord i remember <laughs> did they ever was that ever how yeah remotes were? i remember having a vhs dvd double player and uh, at one point and um the uh there was an eject button next to each slot so yeah. it was much easier you would think and it had a remote that it. you could press it had a remote that had two eject buttons Anyway, well, that's how my week was. Wow, that one experience. 
and actually something else week. kind of but it's sort of it's sort of we'll get into it later i'll let you talk about your week and then we can get into it okay uh well my week i mean i did make a i, I made a pretty big choice this week um after a long time of uh, consideration and thinking about what I need to do, uh, if I'm going to do it, just sitting on sitting in the old noggin for too long, um, I finally decided I, I made the holes in the sleeves of my muscle shirt for the gym a little bit bigger. Oh, it's a big choice for me. I, I use scissors to do it. Um, I cut the holes just, you know, a couple inches bigger, probably about six inches bigger. Whoa, that's pretty big. And uh, that's deeper than my fleshlight goes. <laughs> Jake has a very small penis. It's I mean, not saying if you have a six inch penis. No, look how fine. big it is. It's flared. It's huge. <laughs> oh, God, that's. Fucking disgusting, Jake. It's like a fucking butterfly steak. That's horrible. Yeah, but I will. I'm only gonna show it to you through my pants because I don't. I'm. I'm shy. No, bro, pull those pants down. Unzip those bad boys. No. Let me see those nuts. Let me see those. Let me see that ball sack, Jake. Oh well, I'll show you my nuts, but not my not my hog. Yeah, just just tuck your tuck your hog up, and then tuck up your pipe, and then bring out those bad boys. That'd be a funny character who's, like, really ashamed to show his dick, but he's, like, fine showing his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, won't he won't get naked in the gym, but if someone asks to see his his testicles, he'll just whop them out. That's what, uh, that's now what Louis C.K. resorts to, um, to avoid any more uh, stigma in the industry. And that's, still get what he wants. That's actually what he was trying to. He was just trying. He was just trying to get his penis out of the way to show his nuts. Yeah, his penis <laughs> and is so big. It looks like he was jerking off. <laughs> yeah, his penis is so big. He has to. You he like, kept fumbling grab it like it. a rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, justice for Louis is all Snickles is saying. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then, uh, I, uh, went on a long hike, had to go on a bit of search and rescue for my roommate who went with me, uh, but he's fine. He went down, so it's funny, we're on this trail, (laughs) and at, and I know how to hike. I mean, if, if, if I know the name of the trail, I know not to deviate from it and to look at the signs if there's ever a fork to let me know what trail to follow. So we're on this hike and getting to the top, I finally get to the top of Mount Echo. That's the trail that we hiked in uh, Altadena. I get to the top and I'm like waiting there and I get a text and I get text. I'm like, hey, I'm just letting you know. I'm, I like sent a text really quick. I was like, I'm just letting you know I'm at the top. Whenever you can get here, I'll meet you here. And he's like, OK, cool. And then why like, weren't you hiking together? Um, I we were, but I just uh, am a lot faster of a hiker. Um, so you just so like anyway, dusted your roommate? Pretty much. Yeah, that's how I do when I hike. Uh, hike okay. your own hike, Jake. That's. Hiker etiquette. You can't expect people to hang back for you all the time. Uh, anyway, so 
Uh, yeah, and then uh, I get to. I wish I would cool. stop letting you hold me back on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just do more solo apps, dude. Uh, anyway, I kept texting saying, you good, you good, you good. He kept saying, yes, yes, yes. Then like 10 minutes pass, 15 minutes pass, 20 minutes pass. And I, no signs of him. He wasn't that far behind me. Not 21 minutes though, right? No, it was exactly 20 minutes before I, before I finally went back down the trail. I went up an entirely different trail, circled to the opposite side of the opposite face of the mountain. So I went pretty deep into this trail. No sign of him. I was calling his name out. And then I like went up to other hikers and I was like, have you seen? (laughs) And then I went up to other hikers and I was like, have you seen this guy? And that was the echo. Cause you climbed Mount Echo. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a perfect echo. If you've ever been to Mount Echo, um, <clears throat> anyway, he, he tells me like, so there's a railroad at the top of the mountain and I was like, okay, I'm right by the railroad. And he was like, oh yeah, I'm, where'd you go? Like where the railroad sh- road forks off. And I was like, I just keep going straight, which is the intended, which I believe was the originally intended peak of the mountain. And, uh, I just went there and then I think he took a turn cause he thought I took the, he, he thought I took a different turn and then went up an entirely different trail that was like three extra miles. So I hiked this one in probably about 0.8 miles and then hiked back out another 0.8 miles. And then I went all the way back down and then hiked up that one trail probably about 0.5 miles and then uh, hiked back. So, But I found him at the when I hiked the half a mile back into that one trail. And then we hiked back down. So that was probably like... In total, close to a 10-mile day. Um, why is your tongue blue? What? Why is your tongue blue? I don't know what you... Let me... My tongue looks normal colored to me, Darren. This Stick is... it out. It's blue. That's how my it's tongue It's definitely is. blue. No, it's blue. That's how my tongue looks. No, no, no. Oh, it's how it looks now. Jake, I'm fucking serious when Darren, I say... Darren, this is how it's always been. No, it's not. I'm fucking serious when I say you need to stop hanging out with Zorgog. <laughs> we don't hang out. We're not like buddies. We we hang out three times a week during meetings. That's so barely what, anything. So what happened to your tongue then? How'd that happen to your tongue? My tongue has always been like this. No, it hasn't. You're lying. I've seen your tongue before. When? No. When have you ever seen my tongue before? I've seen your tongue. I've... S- I've seen your tongue, Jake. When have you seen my tongue? I always sneak a peek whenever we're doing our cast together. How? I always and keep my head. A, this I always is keep a my head inclined. So that, yeah, you're doing it right now at this very second. Yeah, which is so the that first you can't time I've my... ever seen you podcast like that. No, I always do this. My tongue's no, always you don't. blue. This is the first time I've ever seen you podcast like this. Darren, you're interrupting your story. I wanted to know about your hike. Uh, that's, that's it. We just hiked back down. And then I went to the gym. Oh God. We'll get into that later in this episode. Uh, so anyway, uh, and then I, I've been waking up and working out. I've been like powerlifting, doing bench squats and deadlifts. And on a bench day, I did decline bench, which is where your, your upper body is hanging sort of upside down at a decline. 
and you start doing bench press. And it was the first day that before I went to the gym, I had a protein bar. And as I was upside down, you threw up all over yourself. I threw up in my mouth. (laughs) And then uh, I, um, I basically just smelled throw up of this protein bar for the rest of the day. I never eat before I go work out typically. Uh, but I threw up, I had, had to wipe the fucking throw up on my shirt and, uh, I smelled, it just had, I just had a pukey smell on my nose for the rest of the day, like rest of the workout. After that, oh, you kept working out? I did. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't stop. After wipe, after throwing up No days off, baby. And then wiping the puke on your shirt, you kept working out. Yeah, baby. No days off. Okay, no but days you'd had, off, baby. You'd already been working out, so it's not a day off. I only that was the first workout I did. I only did one set by that point. How many? Also, reps? I shit my pants in public. Not the same day, but I shit my pants uh, in the, at Grand Central Market in L.A. When? This was yesterday. <laughs> like a full I, shit. I uh, it was a partial shit. It was a beer shit. I was drinking beer the night before, uh, and I had nothing to eat, which is a big mistake, (laughs) which is a big mistake, buddy. I drank a lot. I drank too much beer and had no food, so I had nothing to clog the old pipes with. So that beer basically acted as a cleaner to my, uh, to my, my smooth muscle linings. And... I was just sitting, I just remember sitting with my friends eating breakfast, and then I literally finished my breakfast, and then I, I didn't even push a fart out, nothing, I just thought I had to (laughs) fart, I just thought a fart was just like drawing out of me, Uh, you know I get those aggressive farts, so they just fucking slide out, Yeah. I thought it was one of those, but then it stayed warm uh, in my pants, (laughs) and I literally just got up and was like, I gotta go, and then they were like... They're like, okay, we'll wait for you. And I was like, and then I, as I was in the bathroom, I texted him and I was like, hey, this is an emergency. I need to go home. (laughs) That's when I went home. But I ran, I parked like three blocks away from that place, three city blocks. So that, that sucker, that was a walk of shame if I've ever done one. I'll tell you what. Uh, You ever walked with a shit filled britches, two, two city blocks to your car and then had to sit in your car with shit, with shit in your pants? Darren, on this very episode, you've been questioning my life choices. Jake, you threw I, up and shit on yourself in the same week. Yeah, I did. You're, you're basically a baby. I know. I, I know. We've talked about throwing up. We've both talked about throwing up on ourselves before. And I think you've had a shitting yourself story on this podcast, too. I'm just trying to. I don't think so. I think. Have you ever shit yourself? You ever pooped your pants? As like a child. I find that so hard to believe. And I what the the shitty part was like so when my your pants? my friends came over my friends came over afterwards because we were like we were like writing sketches and stuff, and uh, and I explain to them i was like come to my house and i'll explain so they get there and i explain myself and the worst part about it if it, it would be totally different and i would have felt better about it if i had just left it at i shit my pants and they would have been like oh that sucks but they 
decided to try and make me feel better about it. Like, so they kept going, it happens to everybody, man. It's no big deal. And I was like, no, I, I know I, that's actually not true, but I shit my pants and I just want you guys to laugh it off. And it's making me really uncomfortable. That you guys are <laughs> trying to make me feel better about it. Uh, Oh man. I appreciate the gesture, but at the same time, I just would. Jake, stop it! I'm not doing I anything. You, you stuck your tongue out and I didn't. I'm you not did. doing that. I saw you do it. You're lying. My tongue is inside my you're mouth. A liar. How you're else would fucking, I be talking? You're a fucking liar. Yeah, now you're would... talking. But before that, you stuck your tongue out at me and showed it to me that it's blue. Now you're showing me the bottom of your tongue. Very smart guy. You're not fucking getting away from me. I'm going to I'm going to get photographic proof one of these days. Why is your tongue blue? I, that's just how my tongue is, Darren. It's not. You're a fucking liar. We've already proven that. All right, I have one other thing to talk about and it ties into movies and shit. So I'll I'll movies I'll, and shit. Did you yeah. shit your pants in a movie theater? Yeah, well you said in public. Oh, not okay. in a movie theater. I find it very hard to believe you've never shit your pants, Jake, as an adult man. It's bullshit. Does a shark Fucking count? bullshit. Yeah, sh- that's what happened to me. It was a shark. Uh, how, how much, though? Because, like... It was probably... It was probably a quarter cup. Say... A quarter cup? <laughs> no, probably not even that much. <laughs> that's so much! It was, it was probably an eighth... <laughs> <laughs> It was probably an eighth of a cup. <laughs> a quarter cup is equals like a shot glass. <laughs> Actually, fuck, it might have been a shot glass. I don't know. That's not a quarter cup. A shot glass. If a cup is eight ounces <clears throat> and a shot is two ounces. Let's do some quick math here. Well, I feel, I just feel when I, when I measure out a quarter cup with my actual, like, but my dry measure. When I shit into my dry measure, it definitely seems like more than a shot glass. Well, and I'm it never sure fills to the top. True. Hey Google, how many shots are there in a cup? Five point three jiggers. Don't ever say that on this podcast again. Don't ever say that fucking word on this podcast again. Five. You yes. Point. Jake, three. I am not. I am not essing around right now. <laughs> uh, that's a party down joke that you were stealing there. I just want you to know. Have you what, ever watched party down? Essing. I watched like the first two episodes. Oh, so you you heard the jiggers joke? Oh, so you're stealing. So you're stealing it. I'm not stealing it by telling you how many jiggers there are in a cup. Is jiggers from Party Down or is essing around from Party Down? What are you saying? So I didn't steal shit. You stole the fucking joke, Jake. I'm not stealing it. No, you pretending it's a bad word is the... Oh, Darren. Wrong. There's a scene where he yells... I'm not serving them two jiggers. And then he looks up and there's two black people right there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that joke, but that's uh, very funny. That's very funny. <clears throat> uh, what I'm, what I wanted to say is 
also to tie back to last week, uh, yesterday, everyone, me and everyone in my class had a Oscar party slash we all did our submitted our Oscar picks and whoever had the most correct picks, which were weighted based on the categories, won the money. Uh, I like I was I was torn whether I should go with my heart or what I thought would win, but I went with almost exactly the same picks we talked about on the show. The only thing I changed was. I had Renee, Zell- Renee Zellweger winning. It's and funny because I think I went on record saying I had her picked before I picked before I switched it over to Sersha. That's true. Yeah. And then I switched from Little Women to Jojo Rabbit for best costume because I rewatched Jojo Rabbit and I liked the costumes more. Uh, that but, co- that costume he wears at the end is so funny. But it's you're than going in Little Women. You're going with. Uh, now you you gotta stick to your Snickles no, picks. No, I, I am sticking to my Snickles picks. No, I know, I know. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is, I did win the money. I picked I picked Bong Joon Ho for best director. No one else picked him. I picked Parasite for best picture. No one else picked it. Everyone else thought fucking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was gonna win. I that picked Ford vs Ferrari for film editing, which no one else picked. So I Dude. just fucking. I was so mad. I was so mad at the sound ones. I did you get them switched? Yeah, I did. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Didn't we have the same? Yeah. Picks? Yeah. Oh if man, I, we don't have to go over every title. We can just say how many we got right. Uh, how many total were there? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-four. How many did you get correct? But okay, the point of the story is that I won fifty-five bucks. Okay, because I went with my heart, and the Oscars finally did the right thing. They gave Parasite Best Picture, which I, I texted Darren and I said my favorite movie of the year was better than your favorite movie of the year. <laughs> I think I'm actually happy. So yes, I I do I did like Joker point five more. 0.5 points more than Parasite. <laughs> and I stand by that. However, I am very happy that they picked Parasite to win Best Picture this year for several reasons. One being the one that I assume a lot of people aren't taking into consideration. One being that uh, I kind of didn't want Joker to be the first comic book movie to win Best mm. Picture because it ultimately has very little to do with the comic book. Um, but it would have been cool to see it win, and I'm glad Joaquin won the uh, Best Actor Award. I I mean, it wasn't even a fucking contest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Ricky Gervais throwing some shade on Joaquin Phoenix for his speech, by the way. Did he? Yeah. He basically... Ricky Gervais has been on this t- on this tirade, and I won't say whether or not I agree with it. Uh, I, you know, I, it's a mixed bag. However, you look at it, <clears throat> but um, he's kind of been on this tirade about how Hollywood, the Hollywood elite, are very hypocritical, and they're just kind of asking regular everyday people who don't have millions of dollars to change their lives. Uh, in the ways that they want and make these drastic changes 
which is a good sentiment, I believe, but um, it can be hard for a lot of people to just make those changes like that. Um, but anyway, Joaquin has been on the forefront of making everybody go vegan. Um, I and I do agree that the way he went about his vegan thing was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but I think like his other point about like having second chances and supporting each other, I think that like that was very well done. I also think like Ricky Gervais. That's, you that's can't, really what Ricky Gervais was saying. You can't the vegan like thing was the only thing. You can't continue to be part of Hollywood and like insert yourself into the conversation and then shit on Hollywood all the time. Like, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's why that I I kind of I I take that into consideration too. <laughs> I mean. I think that Ricky, honestly, I think we talked about it already. I think Ricky, Gerv- I thought Ricky Gervais's Golden Globes like little roast session at the beginning was really funny, and it didn't provide the wake up call. It's there's no way it provided the wake up call that Hollywood like would, yeah. is actually going to take and chew on later. Uh, but it was funny, and um, he did he. I mean. He did say a lot of things that a lot of those people were guilty of in the, in the crowd. So, yeah. Um, but really with Joaquin's speech, the only thing he was critiquing was his, uh, the his vegan thing. rejection of be, of eating any animal products. Uh, and he was, his point was ultimately that this is on Twitter. His point of doing that was ultimately that when you start being preachy like that, it, ultimately creates the opposite effect of what you want yeah. and more people actually start eating animal products. I don't uh, know if that's in, true. I don't <laughs> Oh, for sure. Sh- I mean, are you I I agree about all the Trump hold on, supporters. Hold on. <laughs> I agree with that sentiment, but I don't think like his speech is going to turn vegans into No, that's not because... what that's not what he's saying though. No, I I'm saying I'm I don't agree with his specific example, but I do I do agree with the sentiment that like preaching yeah. is just going to turn people against you but with with vegans specifically i think that i mean the the joke is that how do you know someone's a vegan they they'll tell you five times yeah right? i had that experience this weekend but it's with somebody we both know and i won't name their name <laughs> oh uh i didn't know that i knew any vegans i'll have to stop knowing them yeah sayonara <laughs> uh I also, like, talking to my girlfriend, I was like, it is easy to say be vegan when you're a millionaire. It is, Versus, very much like, so. It's, it's much harder to be a vegan on, like, $10 a week. On food stamps, yeah. <clears throat> um, actually, if you're only eating ramen, ramen's vegan. So, maybe it's not that hard. But it's uh, also hard to stay alive and have a long life if you're only eating ramen. <clears throat> some, some ramen is vegan. Some has, like, actual chicken or beef products. Does Maruchin cha- Top Ramen have actual chicken and beef products in it? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Is it is it dehydrated broth? Is that what it is? I don't know. I just I just know that my roommate was trying to go vegetarian and he was having ramen. I was like, I wonder if that's vegetarian. So I remember looking on the back and it said it had beef products. Interesting. Very interesting. It's prob- My guess is it's probably dehydrated broth of whatever meat it is. Anyway. Interesting. Uh, the Oscars, pretty good overall. Uh, I, I was, I was really happy that Parasite won everything it won for obvious reasons. I also 
Taika won Best Adapted Screenplay, which I think is excellent. I think, like, there's a lot of uh, female award winners. I think still there's only, like, one... Well, actually, in some of the other categories, black people won. But, like, in the acting categories, there's only one black actor nominated, which is still a problem. But I, I, like, I feel like there was... You could clearly see, like, from last year to this year, just the improvement overall of, like, inclusivity Diversity. and actually, like, picking the best picture. So I was going to say, I mean, because a lot of people were still critiquing the Oscars over not being inclusive enough. And I'm like, dude, a foreign film with no white people in it won best picture this year. And it won almost, it won most of the awards. I mean, yes, there was a lot of fucking nominees that were like mostly white people, but. And there was no female directors nominated. That's true. That's also true. There are still issues, but it's a clear step in the right direction. And for the first time I can really think of in my life, I was like excited by the best picture winner because it felt like it just felt. I I just can't like imagine. It, It was so cool when he gave his best director speech. He's like, when I won best international film i thought i was done for the night and i was like no you still got one more speech to make my friend and like i just can't imagine you win best picture and like you're the first international film to do it i I don't know i think it's it's got to be a really cool moment um my roommate once again with the screeners um uh said he watched parasite today and this was before i left to go do my laundry and then i come back and he's all done and he's like hey man i skipped through i skipped through to the end of parasite and it was weird i didn't really like it and i was like yeah because you skipped through the the end of the movie what do you expect he's like he's like i didn't understand anything that happened i was like yeah no fucking shit (laughs) what did you expect (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've never been so offended by anything you've said in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I don't understand the logic there, (laughs) to be honest, but, um, that's, that's what I got to deal with on a daily basis. (laughs) Anyway, Darren, how many, uh, how many picks did you get correct? Um, so I, as far as I know, um, I, I tried to comb through this as best as I could. Uh, just to make sure I'm not missing anything. I got original song, Elton John, I'm not I'm gonna love me again. One, I got original score, Joker, two. I got international feature film. I thought we weren't going through all of them. Oh, Parasite. Okay, I got ten. You got ten right? Yeah. You got fourteen wrong? Yep, I got ten right and fourteen wrong. What? Yeah. How's that even possible? What do you mean? I got 17 right. On yours? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I remember you had but we a had lot almost more... exactly the same ballots. I, I didn't even think you, we you had seven, seven differences. You picked seven differences, yeah. Well, okay, I, now I have to know what you got wrong. Okay, I got The Lion King wrong. <clears throat> I got JoJo for, cost, for best costume wrong. Okay. I got Maleficent for makeup and hair wrong. I got 1917 for production design wrong. Which what what did win that? Once upon a once a time upon a novel did. That's so fucking lame. I we it's exactly what you fucking predicted happened there. It's like they were just like, oh, I remember that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna win because oh, 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 
Anyway, uh, I fucking flip flopped. I didn't flip flop, but the the what actually won was a flip flop of sound editing and sound mixing. I picked I nineteen those, seventeen for I sound also editing, those, uh, which I'm and, a little bit mad about. Yeah, and for I'm also mad. Ferrari, I got I got visual effects wrong, which I I was. What'd you pick for visual effects? Endgame, and it was nineteen seventeen. I was led to believe that that was all practical. Yeah, and that's why I think it was mostly practical. That's why I, I was kind of blown away by that because yeah i mean i guess practical effects still technically count as visual effects which is great i i just did i guess i just didn't understand i'm actually happy that 1970 17 one i just didn't expect it because i thought i think we're just so millennial that we now think that visual effects uh entails it being cgi rather than being practical which it absolutely can be isn't that what VFX are? I would have I would have assumed that practical effects fell under like production design or some shit. I think no, I think VFX can absolutely be practical and well, okay. I mean 1917 that, that if case, I would have known that, if I would have known that it like if I would have thought about that, I guess, then <laughs> I would have probably picked 1917. Yeah. Anyway, you can continue. Sorry. Learning experience. Uh I picked I did a split for editing between Parasite and Joker, which both were wrong. <laughs> uh, what did was it? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh no, it was Ford v Ferrari, bro. Oh yeah, I still can't. I don't. I cannot read it. It's a blurry screen. Jake's showing me his picks now. He's showing me his blue ass fucking tongue. Stop that! I'm not. I was showing <laughs> you my picks. No, you were. You stuck your tongue. It was. It was like a slideshow. It's your your fucking phone slid over and it was just your tongue. Stop. Anyway, I picked Saria for live short. I picked Didn't the, Honeyland oh, for wait. Doc Feet. Never mind. Because uh, I had seen none of them. Uh, I picked I Lost My Body for Animated, which Toy Story 4 fucking... I mean, I saw Toy Story 4. It was, it was good. Was it fucking best animated feature good? I mean... I think that's the only animated feature I've seen of the year. As someone as someone who saw Toy Story 4 and none of the other nominees, I'm mad that it won. <laughs> I'm I am kind of mad that it won cuz it's a good movie. It's fine, but I don't know. I need to see the movie that I voted for. I lost my body. Um I picked Sam Mendes for director. I'm happy, I will say. I only did this because I wasn't giving the Academy enough credit and I thought that they would go with the white guy. Um, I am so happy that Bong Joon-ho won. Me too. This was me going o- going with my mind over my heart. Uh, I'm so happy that Bong Joon-ho won. Um, I picked ScarJo for supporting actress. I picked Tom Hanks for supporting actor. Oh, which yeah. Which was did- a strange... I mean, I don't know why... Uh, Brad Pitt... Sure, did fine. I loved the character of of Cliff in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but he was pretty much just playing himself. Is what Tom it seems Hanks like. Was pretty much playing himself, right? With Mister Rogers, I don't know. I mean, the only like I said, the only reason I picked it was because he it's he doesn't seem like he was the supporting actress. I you really did actor. do a poor job picking. Yeah, I did, and. Uh, <laughs> And the one I was most bummed about, which I was, because I was about, like I said before, I was about to go with Judy Garland, with uh, with Renee Zellweger for Judy Garland, 
and, and I, I fucking you out switched of it. <laughs> it last minute to Sersha. Oh, God boy. fucking damn it, Jake. You fucking. Yeah, then you would have gotten 11, right? Uh, anyway, should we talk? Should we get through some reviews at this point? <laughs> yeah, I give uh, the I give the Oscars a seventeen out of twenty four. I would give I give them a ten out of twenty four. Um, but anyway, probably less than that because some of those votes that I got right, I'm like I I I, I guessed it because I'm disappointed. You know, I liked uh, I liked Brad Pitt's speech where he said that they should recognize stuntmen. Yeah, they should. Yeah, I think they absolutely should. But that's almost when you're a stuntman, you're in the same union as a actor. You're in SAG if you're a stuntman. So I I don't know if there's a discrepancy there. Um, there shouldn't be because Oscars are only made for sales. They're only made to sell more <laughs> movies. So I don't they, know. I mean, just add a category. Can you imagine if, like, someone who just did stunts won Best Actor? <laughs> That'd be insane. There's a stuntman who has has I don't know his name, obviously. So, but he went from a stunt. He went from doing stunts, and they he was so only supposed to do stunts on Twelve Years a Slave, and then they were just like, dude, just do the lines, you know. And they can do that because you don't have to give him a SAG card. He already has it, you know. Uh, um. There's Let's one get into one review I assume you've probably seen. We haven't talked about it. I don't. I don't. I can't confirm if you've seen it. It's the biggest movie to come out this weekend, but I haven't seen it. So, have you seen it? I think I know what you're talking about. Well, I'm talking about I'm talking about Birds of Prey. Uh, did you see uh, it? Oh wait, are you talking about Birds of Prey in the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn? Yeah, that's the one. You are talking about that movie. That's yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I did see uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I'm just gonna call it Bop. Uh, I didn't see it, but I was. Uh, I, I wanted to. I just had a really busy weekend. Um, one movie that I did. Well, one miniseries that I did see uh, that I want to talk about uh, was the Aaron Hernandez story on oh, Netflix. Oh, yes. Hinted at last week. Hinted at last week. Hinted at pretty lightly this this episode. Um, well, yeah. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. I, uh, I, I, I want to hear your take on it, and then I'll talk about uh, yeah, I won't go into too much detail. I mean, I don't really think you can spo- spoil it too much, right? Like, well, I, I know I how mean, it ends, right? Yeah, you, well, you know how it <laughs> ends, but there's things that you might not have known about Aaron Hernandez that they uncover in the documentary. I mean, I don't know how closely, how cl- like, because there's if you're if you're like closed in on that case, then you probably would know everything that they have to say. Um, how how much do you know about that case? I know like a fair amount. I I would say I know more than the average person, but I don't I don't know. Just say whatever you're gonna say. Don't worry about spoiling it, and I'll tell you if there's anything that surprises me because I'm not sure that I would watch it. Okay. Uh, it was it was, pre- it should be eye opening for, ultimately the NFL. Here's the thing, Jake and I talked about this last week. Uh. It, it goes into the brain of Aaron Hernandez and it touches it hints that it's going to talk about his brain and like because it's a three episode three episode series. I think each episode is 45 minutes long. Uh, 
Uh, and I think the first episode, it hints by referencing Junior Seau that it will go into talking about Aaron Hernandez's brain at the end. It does. And uh, it also reveals that Aaron Hernandez was a closeted homosexual. Uh, really? You didn't know that? Okay. No. So I am uh, revealing more about this than I think you would have thought. Do you want me to go on with these? Yeah, keep going. Cause, okay. Yeah. Um, his lover, his lover talks on the show, like his, uh, a guy he used to play football with back in school, they grew up together, um, and they would experiment on one another. And he is basically a family friend of Aaron Hernandez. And Aaron Hernandez's story is really tragic. Ultimately. Um, do I think that his they also revealed at the end that Aaron Hernandez had CTE, uh, which is a basically degenerative brain condition where your the structural integrity of your brain is compromised uh, f- much, much more than a normal brain um, because they of in fact repetitive show head trauma. Yeah, repetitive head trauma, and especially when you're like Aaron Hernandez playing your whole life, you get head trauma. I would honestly say that in the NFL, probably beyond the NFL, probably most football and contact sport players have, who have been playing for a significant amount of time, probably four years or more, probably have some form of CTE. Uh, they have done several studies on the condition. Um, they, I've read, uh, journal studies based on people playing at, uh, Rochester, the Rochester football team took tests and they, they said that, um, they tested each player's brain. They gave brain scans on each player before and after a full season and only four players on the team didn't have any significant loss of brain structure. Uh, so that should say something about the sport of football. Jesus. And it's it, it sucks being uh, tied to this. You know, I mean, this is I need I'm going to get back on the track of Aaron Hernandez before I make this next point. But um, Aaron Hernandez grew up with a father who was very homophobic Uh the, the point I was trying to make before is that saying that he did these things because of CTE is a massive cop out because looking at was, how sorry. the fact that probably every NFL player has some form of CTE and isn't doing these things is a big signifier of that. Um, sorry, what were you about to say? I was just going to like, that's what I was going to say is that a lot of people like, I think pretty obviously based on what he did, like he had CTE and there's, like, other people you can tell, like, they have some degree of that. But also, like, I think anytime you try to ascribe, like, any action to just one reason, it's you're going to fall short. Because, like, if you're, if you're saying he did it because he had CTE, then, like, you're saying there's tons of other people who have CTE who aren't serial killers, basically. Uh, and then there's tons of serial killers who didn't play football. So there's, like... It's like it's a very complicated situation, and to just like narrow it down to saying, "Oh, well, that's what CTE will do," I think is like it's 
it's both like misleading for what happened to him and for like kind of sensationalizing CTE instead of like being honest about what it really is, which is like something that's really tragic that happens like you're saying to all of these people. And I will say when the documentary first starts touching on the subject of CTE, it seemingly paints this picture that it is about to do exactly that sensationalize CTE. And then it interviews fellow NFL players who have played with Aaron Hernandez, who also say, but by the way, they actually have, they, they interview a closeted gay NFL player as well. Who's well, he's now out of the closet. Obviously he's doing the documentary, but while he was in the NFL, he was closeted and he gave the same, he gave a lot of sentiments about um, what might've been going through Aaron's head while he was playing in the NFL, which is very masculine and, pretty homophobic yeah uh for the most part however yeah they they did about the cte bit they interviewed all these football players um and pretty much all of them agreed with the sentiment that we're making where you know you can't chalk it up to just cte there's a lot of factors that go into why he did what he did he probably had some pre-existing brain conditions um and it also didn't help that his upbringing was pretty rough. Uh, mentally, his dad wanted him to focus on football. His dad was like highly respected in his town, and it was all about football with him. Uh, and you know, he just wanted his sons to be—he wanted both of his sons to be football players, essentially. Um. Anyway, uh, it's it's a pretty good documentary. I I um. I do think that sometimes it uses the crutch of bringing you in with the sensationalization uh, and then questioning it, which honestly is a really good documentary tactic that it uses. Uh, It keeps it interesting. Um, It doesn't always question everything. Like, I don't think it at any point questions the fact that Aaron Hernandez was a closeted homosexual because he could never say himself that he was. And all you really have is this testimonial from his former lover back all the way in high school when Aaron Hernandez has had a wife for several years or maybe a girlfriend. I don't know. They have a kid together. It's a family. Um, And uh, it also goes into the fact that Aaron, uh, allegedly Aaron Hernandez in his cell had a brand new lover uh, mom- like the, the weeks leading up to his death. Um, there's a lot of factors that lead up to why Aaron Hernandez did what he did. That does not excuse him doing what he did. Uh, he was a reprehensible human being who took the lives of three people and tried to take the life of one other person. Uh, and that person was luckily, uh, luckily survived his attempt. Um, and I think that it's, it's more of a logistical documentary. It doesn't necessarily hit the narrative as hard. Uh, it goes kind of into, just telling you what happened and creating thoughts. It doesn't really, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to suck everybody in too deep if you're not interested in it already. 
Um, but it is a good look at the NFL that I think people need to start thinking about because, you know, I fucking I've played football. I played football for like 12 years and I can tell you my brain is a lot slower now. And I'm just saying it's probably because of those the amount of contact sports that I was playing. Uh, like my memory is going very quick. It's like my memory, I can feel it degenerating. Um, I have anxiety, which is a question I've always asked my whole life. I mean, I have anxiety, I have general anxiety disorder. And I wonder that if I never played football, if I would still have that condition, I, and I don't know if I will ever know. Um, but anyway, uh, I do think that being a football fan is a double it's a it's a double edged sword because on one side we want to continue enjoying football and on the other side we it's hard to cheer for people literally hurting damaging their brains mm-hmm. and potentially a great part of their life uh for our entertainment. So uh it raises those questions and I really do think that those are important questions to ask, you know, I know a lot of people are going to hate me for saying that, but I truly do. I'm like, I really believe that there do need to be, there do need to be, there needs to be something that happens to have these players be safer. Anyway, I, uh, sorry, sorry. No, go on, go on. No, you finish up. I was about to give it a rating. So whatever you say. Okay. I gave it an eight out of 10. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. I don't know if I'll, I don't know. I don't usually watch too many documentaries and I'm, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but what I was going to say is I, I feel like in our lifetimes, we'll probably see the end of the NFL because like, I mean, for so many reasons, it's like the CTE thing is huge, but also like, it's just such a corrupt, like money making just like it. It's like disgusting. All of it. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Just the way that, like, it, it, the league often makes, like, people who are for sure, like, bad, bad people who have, like, beat their girlfriends or their wives or their children, like, make them to be, like, heroes and, like, something to be looked up to. Just all, all of it, like, on top, all of it together. I just think, like, I can't see the NFL making it and they have like i think to to this point they've only done so well because they have done a ton of work to like suppress cte studies and findings which honestly like i think people should be more outraged by because like a common argument against like stopping football is like well they know what they're getting themselves into but like a lot of these guys didn't know because the nfl like cut the funding or like paid to cover up all these findings uh tell the truth tell the truth that's what that movie is about <laughs> uh and like i i i don't know like the fact that people aren't more outraged by that is like both disappointing and should be expected because it was like years ago and we can't we can't can can maintain our outrage for like a week yeah so. 
And I think I, my friend actually brought this up to me, who is an avid NFL fan. I mean, you and I, we're both NFL fans. I mean, we both watch the sport. We both watch football. I know you do. You know, we've we've watched football. I remember watching football with you at Ryan's house, and Ryan was like, Ryan didn't think you liked football. I remember him like telling me that he was being sarcastic. <laughs> about. I was like, I want to watch the game, and then and then Ryan's like. Because if there's one thing Jake <laughs> likes, it's football. And I was like, yeah, I think he actually does like football. <laughs> I remember we were watching the game, and you were the one who was adamant that we put it on. And then you spent the whole second half looking up different different videos of actors who had been the Colonel in Colonel Sanders commercials. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I like, Darren, the you're the one who really wanted to watch this. <laughs> That's par for the course. We any sports. <laughs> um, but... I mean, this year I don't have TV, so I didn't really watch any football games. I watched a couple Broncos games, but I just really kept up with the stats online. I didn't watch any games themselves. I watched the Super Bowl, obviously. We talked about that last week. But, um, yeah, I think NFL – the next point I wanted to get to is I think NFL – what you just said kind of just adds to the fact that NFL, the NFL is kind of in the business of cover-ups because they're covering up these studies that CTE damages brains and being in the NFL and taking any hits, even insignificant, can drastically damage your brain. Uh, and also they're covering up what you said before. They lit- Imagine how many athletes we don't know of who have beaten their wives, girlfriends, because... They haven't gotten out. They've been covered up by the NFL so that their hero athletes don't get under hot water. Um, I think a lot of the ones that we do know about are just a matter of people getting the information quicker than the NFL expected. Um, I mean, but yeah, it's I I do. I am concerned that the NFL will be gone in our lifetime and. On one hand, it makes me sad. On the uh, on the other, I I really what I really hope happens is that we can spread the knowledge that we can actually say we can actually start saying these players know what they're getting into, because hopefully at one day it will become better known knowledge that when you play this sport, you will have some sort of brain dysfunction. Um, That's in some ways like more depressing to me that like there will be like poor people who decide that like their their life is worth more as an athlete than yeah as someone who can have like thoughts (laughs) i think yeah and yeah that is a toss-up i don't know it's it's tough for me to say because like i said we're football fans we love watching the sport but it's hard to watch people take big hits like now watching the super bowl there were a couple big hits where i was like oh and i was less excited than i would have been you know five years ago before i knew about this stuff yeah uh i was a little bit more depressed about it anyway <sighs> that's we, a uh, very passionate subject <laughs> yeah should we should we talk about i know we're kind of around our time limit but maybe we should t- talk about like something else just to I feel like we haven't reviewed anything in so long that we should just kind of... Because I've got some stuff in the backlog that I feel like... Okay. 
Review that stuff in the backlog because I do want to see Birds of Prey and I do want to talk about it with yeah. you because I've heard so much about it. Uh, I do. I do have one thing to say about Birds of Prey, which is I saw a. It was some article that was like linked on Facebook, and it was just saying like something about how it's like a really good like R-rated superhero movie or something. And then one of the comments was like, "It's no Deadpool." Blah blah blah, and then someone's like, "Okay, so you saw it?" He's like, "I don't have to see it to know that it's not as good as Deadpool." And it's like you were just like, <laughs> like uh, I, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> and yes, yeah. it was a guy, believe it or not. Uh, you, can, you, I'm open to you telling me this. Actually, no, I'm not yet. I I want to. I actually do want to unleash all that stuff when when I when I have my review ready for it. So don't say anything uh review based i guess on it yeah um but cool i i just want to talk because we we talked about it briefly months ago now and i did watch the whole series and i I actually don't know if you watched the whole series but i wanted to talk about the mandalorian yes we can absolutely uh i think that you and i might have somewhat differing opinions on it I think I know what you thought of it. What? Okay. Judging what do you by think I thought of it? okay, sifting in my brain about your <laughs> taste, I think I can. Let's let's play a little game where I predict the score you're going to give the Mandalorian. Okay. I haven't. Let me fi- let me figure out what I would give it first. Also, like okay. I did watch this like a month and a half ago. So, okay. uh, okay, I've got it. You're gonna give the Mandalorian. A four out of ten. Oh. No. Not, okay. not that low. Not that low. Okay. Do you do you want to talk about it or do you want me to let's let's talk about it, yeah. Let's let's absolutely Yeah, but I'm saying who do you want it to go first? Well, I already I already talked about it. You talked Did about I give it a rating it. yet? Did I give the whole thing? No, because you talked the... about half of it. <clears throat> so let's talk about the full thing. Yeah. Great. Great. I was uh, I wanted you to see it so we could both talk about it together. Yeah, so I'm sort of torn because I do think that there is some really nice stuff in this show. I think I mean it if not for the memes, then the baby Yoda thing might have been surprising. Also, Baby Yoda born the same year as Anakin Skywalker, which no one on the show ever addresses. It was to uh bring balance to the force. They're a dyad in the force. Uh, yeah, so I, I feel like there are some really nice things. I, I love that Taika Waititi is in it. He's like one of my favorite filmmakers right now. I love uh, that he is being more utilized by Star Wars because I believe he's signed on to direct multiple episodes in the next season um, nice. as well as another as a Star Wars film, I believe. An, oh, the, wow. A new Star Wars I don't movie. know what the <laughs> fuck is going on with the Star Wars films. Like... I've heard so many different things about those that I think they want to I think they are reacting they're they understand that they made a flop that the audience reaction was fleeting to that movie more fleeting than a critical reaction <laughs> and uh they want to uh I think they want to clean a slate and they uh, they want to make Wars. all new stories Star Wars if I can give you some advice on a new trilogy is uh plan it out as a trilogy Oh, that'd be my big advice. <laughs> I think it's just... Uh, have you seen the Colin Trevorrow concepts uh-uh. for... We've talked about them, I think, before. 
They look I, great. <laughs> they look so much better. It looks like a darker movie. It looks like it totally deviates from the normal Star Wars plot. And I, it's really bummed that I, I, I'm really bummed that they didn't get a chance to make that. I uh, I kept seeing articles that like summarized it, and I really just wanted to read the script. So I yeah. like, didn't read the articles. I read uh, like the cliffs, no, the cliff notes of the script. Yeah, it sounded good. Anyway, uh, the Mandalorian. I think it has some really strong things going for it. I think, like I said, it takes something that people really like in the movies that I sort of don't understand because like the bounty hunters do basically fuck all in <laughs> the movies. Um, but they're like so well loved, which I've always thought was weird. And so they're taking they're taking that and they're making a story around it. There's I mean, the cast is insane. When, when fucking Werner Herzog showed up, I was like, what, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Dude, and the blue, the blue bounty in the beginning is Horatio Sands from SNL. I yeah. had no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bill I mean, Burr? Yeah, Bill Burr. <laughs> Bill Burr just, like, playing a... Like, Not even a great actor in the episode of in my in my opinion it wasn't that great but what i uh, thought was weird is like sort of un like i don't i don't think unironically is the right word but like just like playing a straight character not even like it's not even like funny that it's bill burr he's just like trying to play this character straight which is like the weirdest choice they could have made with him <laughs> i know he was sort of like they tried to fit some jokes in there and they were like they were good some of them were like good witty joke, good witty chuckles, but ultimately his character was just like a, I mean I guess sort of a tough guy, but it's Bill Burr. It's like, it's just hard to, it's really hard to take it seriously. I uh, okay, so yeah, uh, I think like they they made some big choices, which as we've said are, is one of the biggest things like a, something can do is like at least try to do something. Uh, I think that. Some of the episodes are boring. I think, like, the basic premise is interesting. But then I feel like there were just some times when it, like, fell flat for me. I think... I honestly... Because it's, like, so set up that he's going to take his helmet off by the end. I wish he hadn't taken it off at the end of the season. Like... The, I thought that was such a fucking gimmick. Yeah. To be honest. It's I like, did not give a shit about him, whether or not he took his helmet off. The, the biggest thing I thought of was, like, how does he eat? And then they yeah, explained it, and I was like, oh, okay. Wait, cool. how does he eat? <clears throat> he was just like, I eat alone. I take my helmet off and then eat alone. Oh, but I thought he talked about how he does, he's never taken his... No, he doesn't in front of people. He explains in the oh. series. he's never Because he, they, they say, right. yeah. when they first address it, he says, I've never taken it off. And then in, the, like, the next episode, they're like, have you ever taken it off? He's like, not in front of people. <laughs> it's like... It's so heavily, like, the first episode is all about how he keeps his helmet on. And then, literally, the end of the fourth episode, which is the exact, like, halfway point of the season, she starts to take his helmet off, and then he's like, no, never mind. It's, like, so obviously set up that he's going to take his helmet off, and we're going to see his face, that there's there's no possible payoff that could have been satisfying at that. Like, unless he took it off, and it's fucking, like, Adam Driver under there or something. Like, <laughs> nothing would be like, oh cool <laughs> i know it's just like when he took it off i i think it wanted to have a big reveal and it was like oh it's just pedro pascal there oh, he is it's the it's the guy who plays that character how weird and then it's <laughs> off for like literally 20 seconds maybe i know <laughs> so 
Yeah, like some of the stuff I thought was a little like cheesy, and some of it I thought was a little bit boring. But overall, I thought it was a pretty interesting show, and I really appreciate that it's a different take on Star Wars, um, which is something that we've obviously talked about at length on this show. So my feelings are well known. Uh, what What do you have to say, Darren? What do you have to say for yourself? I'm pretty much in the, on the same boat as you. Uh, <clears throat> I think that. My uh, sister and her husband were um, asking me about The Mandalorian, and they're like, "But they're like, we want to watch it really bad, but we just don't have enough time to watch it." And I was like, "Oh, then it's perfect. You can literally skip every episode after episode three and go right into the last two. You only <laughs> need to watch five episodes to actually understand what happens in the story, because." After episode, I think it's after episode three, they just go into little adventures. And yeah. then it gets back into the main plot line, which the main plot line is very good. But it was so obvious that in the writing and the conception of this series, they did not have the full season planned out. And they had five episodes written and they were like, shit, we need to fill time somehow. So they made <laughs> they made three episodes extra that were just little Rick and Morty adventures, little... uh they made they made three semi serious Rick Rick and Morty adventures essentially. What's That's weird about what like if this was like a twenty episode TV season, if this was like a broadcast sort of like those adventures would make sense because like you do need to fill out a season and there's always going to be like those sorts of episodes. But this is an eight episode season. That's like I think I I don't know how. I think it's something that Disney like very strongly hinged Disney Plus on. I it think, is like for sure. I would like, not have gotten Disney Plus if it was not for the Mandalorian. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like the. I was gonna say it's the only like Disney Plus original, but that's not entirely. Like, there's other different, other smaller things, but like this is really what they sold it on. They they held Baby Yoda like so close. They, that's the reason that there was no toys or anything at Christmas is because they didn't want anyone to leak it when it came out. I also think this is like kind of a side note, but I think they probably paid to for some of those memes to get out there. I think like that's something that. And I think that's good on do. them and very smart of them because yeah. I legitimately do think that memes are essentially they're a more niche advertisement. Uh, they're, they're more niche advertising that is going to reach more groups of people who are more interested because nobody wants to see advertisements. Everybody yeah. wants to see memes. So when they see a meme that has that's also an advertisement, they're more interested. It's a very smart move to make. The... Lots, of, lots of meme-friendly shows. Like uh, That's why I think Adult Swim has grown as much as it has is because people are into memes. I mean, yeah. Adult Swim is going to pretty much reach a plateau, which I think it has reached <laughs> and stay there because it's so alternative, but yeah, it's reached, it's reached a good, a good level. <clears throat> the fear of like having something spoiled via <clears throat> memes has like gotten me to watch shows before. Yeah. Uh, I like, I think it is the strongest form of, ad of advertising. And like, like you said, I don't think that that's wrong of them to do that. But anyway, yeah, like, it, it was the centerpiece of, like, Disney Plus and all of that. And also, like, the fact that they didn't time it so that the last episode was out before The Rise of Skywalker. It's just another thing where it's like, did Disney plan it? Like, I've, I don't work in the TV business. I would like to, but 
I don't. <laughs> and I, I could tell you that, like, it would be smart to have your season end right when your fucking movie's coming out. Even though... I, I think they did. They did have the last episode come out right before Rise of Skywalker. No, that was like season episode five came out. Oh, the last okay. episode came out. Let's see. <clears throat> but like, I, I feel like to have it be this big of a thing, like they really can't have episodes that feel like they're filler, and that's what they did have. I think ultimately, I was pretty satisfied in the end with each character arc. However, I think in the middle, it did obviously drag. And I was I had some questions and concerns about what this series was trying to be, because that's exactly what I was about to say. I didn't know I was watching episode five. I had the idea that this was now it, it. It established its pace with the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda meeting. <clears throat> and then after that, from then on, it was forever going to be a Star Tre- a Star Trek procedural sci-fi type of show, which I was all for. I was very happy with that. And I was like, oh, we now have Star Wars fans now have like a Star Trek to follow. Um, but then it went back onto the it obviously went back on the rails at the end. And I was like, well, what's going on now? What's happening? I think like also. <clears throat> Like, I know that this sort of, like, prescriptive TV isn't really as much of a thing anymore, but, like, they are mostly, like, 30-minute episodes, which is what you you expect a sitcom to be. In Like, the fact that the Star Wars, like, TV show about a bounty hunter that's, like, supposed to be mostly serious is 30 minutes, it's weird. It's yeah. like, like, you can you can get into it, but it is weird at first. And then I think, like, they just sort of didn't, nail down like what is this show supposed is it supposed to be fun because there are funny things but i i never had like the feeling where i was like wow this is like the most fun tv show yeah and like it throws everything at the wall in a sense yeah because like you said i don't think it knows what it wants to be that's its biggest problem and that shows pretty well um yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say until you bring something else up that's going to trigger a, <laughs> a point in my brain. <laughs> uh, it was actually the last episode came out a week after Rise of Skywalker. So it was okay, mostly I it was out. something like that. Uh, yeah. Still weird in my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I mean, I watched it that long ago, so it's hard to totally recall everything. But... Yeah, fucking Nick Nolte was in it. Like, the cast was insane. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I just think, like, it fell a little flat in places, and I wasn't entirely sure what it was supposed to be. Uh, yeah. I, I thought there were cool characters, and I, I don't know. I just didn't love the show. Uh, what would you rate it, Darren? I would give The Mandalorian a 6 out of 10. I would give The Mandalorian a 6 out of 10. There you go. I thought Sixes. That, I thought that you would like it more than I did. I, I, I knew that you wouldn't like the middle of the season as much, but I thought you might like the end more than, you know, enough to bump it up. 
I did. Well, I, I did. I really like the end, but I think that's exactly why what deters me from giving it a higher rating is I like yeah. the end so much that it makes me mad that they couldn't have done that or even put those episodes earlier and expanded on what happens afterwards. Since there is, in fact, going to be a season two, uh, <clears throat> it kind of makes me a little bit more mad about uh, the fact that they couldn't just stay on the rails the whole time. And because I don't know, call me. Call me a purist, but I think when a show decides to be have a linear story rather than being more an anthological story, uh, it should stay that way rather than being sort of a procedural for half the season. Yeah. Especially, like, I think what really bothered me is, like, the missions that he does go on, they're, like, you sort of think, like, is this really, like, the best way to do... Like, he needs money, so he goes to, like, this old crew that he used to work with. And it's like, is this yeah. really, like, the best way that a bounty hunter could get... Working with this crew who, like, he doesn't even really seem to trust? And guess what? He shouldn't? Like... That's... That and the fact that none of those people ever come back into the show after yeah. they're gone. I did think <clears> that that... In that show, it was cool when they were like, all right, let's see what you got. And they, like, turned around, and he wasn't there. And then he was just, like, behind the back, and he was just, like, fucking them up. <laughs> like, I think I think the show is at its best when he's doing cool bounty hunter shit. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think it could have just been, like, a procedural bounty hunter show. I think that would have been great. And I think they should have picked one and stuck with it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, six out of tens all around. Um I probably have other stuff in the backlog, but I think that that's... Oh, I, I do I do want to make one more point about a movie I talked about a couple weeks ago, which was The Turning. Uh, I made it very clear that my feelings on this movie were negative. Uh, I don't know how much you care about this movie, Darren. I haven't seen it, and I know very little about it. <clears throat> the most um, I know about it is that you don't like it. It has an ending that's... For several reasons, is a bad ending, uh, and I can I can leave it at that. Um, it's Jake like, hates this. Jake multi episode spanned his review of this uh, this movie because he hates it so much. <clears throat> well, I didn't. Your friends didn't want me to spoil it, which is like you can spoil it I, for me. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> okay. I'll basically the premise of the movie is. For some reason, it's in 1994. Like, we just have to accept that, even though it does, there's no reason for it to be. This girl is going to be the caretaker for this little girl who lives in this weird house. Before she goes, she goes to see her mom, who's in, like, an old folks' home. She's painting in the pool, like, the emptied-out pool. She's clearly got, like, some sort of mental health issues. But it's not... It's, she also has, like, a fully lucid conversation with her daughter. So it's not, like, very well established, like, what exactly is going on. So this girl, like, goes through all this weird stuff at the house. She thinks she sees ghosts. All of a sudden, like, Finn Wolfhard is there. And, like, the stuff just keeps getting weirder and weirder. And then, like, she's, she wants to leave. And she... So all of that is, like, it's, it's not good. It's, like, kind of boring. The scares aren't good. But it's, like, 
it's acceptable that all that is like what this horror movie is, you know? Then there's a point where she gets a package and the there's like another <clears throat> she's like the tutor and there's a nanny or something who lives she's like the ter- caretaker of the grounds and they both live in the house. And the caretaker like opened up the package and then gives it to the na- the school teacher, the main character. And it's a bunch of paintings that her mom did and she like looks at one of them and it's like solid black with like holes poked through it. And so it like goes through this whole thing where she's like freaked out and she's trying to escape and she like gets away but like the ghost haunts her and like all this stuff happens but then she does escape and then like her car is driving off and you see her headlights in the night. And then you realize that that whole like 10 minute scene has been it flat it flashes and she's looking at the painting seeing all of that so all of that was nothing and then the caretaker says something about like i hope whatever she has isn't genetic for the first time implying that like all the ghosts and shit she's been seeing are anything but real the first time that we think it might be like mental health issues and then the movie basically ends with her just like, ah, fuck, I can't remember exactly how it ends, but it ends like very abruptly with her just staying and the, the credits roll over her hand. Just like she's just like walking down the hall slowly. And it's just her hand, like as it slowly moves down the hall and it just fucking like, it, it just pulls the rug out from under you where it's like, Oh, that was just her looking at the painting. And then like, I guess she is crazier. So I don't know. It's just like <laughs> so dumb, which, okay. All of that, all of that is my anger about the movie. What made me truly upset. <laughs> I can't contain it. I gotta... <laughs> <laughs> what made me truly upset is, like... Because I saw it with two friends, and we all felt, like, the same way. That, like, this was du- a dumb movie. That this ending was, like, not good. We, like, all separately decided to look up reviews for this movie on the way home. And... I mean, they're, like, very poor. It's, like, got 14% on Rotten Tomatoes for both, like, critic and audience, I think. Something around there. At least it did when I saw it. But, like, all the positive reviews are... There's, there's two positive re- types of reviews. One of them is, like, oh, it's a really good movie, but it's a shame about that ending. And it's, like, okay, it's not a good movie, but that's fine. The second review is, I really liked this movie, and if you didn't get the ending, it's because you're dumb, blah, blah, blah. Like, you... People just don't like a movie where everything's not spoon-fed to them and they have to think and, like, figure it out on their own. And it's like, no, you're so, so wrong about that. Like, (laughs) the fact that you think that, look, I don't want to say if you liked the turning ending, you have a low IQ, but. (laughs) What did you, you ended up giving this a one out of ten? That sounds about right. I don't know. I was. I think it was the lowest review in Snickles history. Yeah. Because then we got into a tangent about Project X, and my yeah. friends were trying to defend that movie. <laughs> and I was doing everything I could just to turn them against you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, some good ratings on that episode. Um, I. It just infuriates me, like, this idea that, oh, I got it, so I'm smarter than you. Like, first of all, <laughs> no, it's... An object, an objectively like poorly made movie. It's like, like it just the fucking level of arrogance it takes to post something like that online. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's the oh! internet, Jake. This isn't the first time you've been angered by the internet on this show. That's true, and it won't be the last, but it is the most recent. <laughs> that is, that's also true. Um, anyway, uh, do you have anything else to say? Should I... Should I say one more thing related to the turning? I know it's been now it's like a long episode. If you want to, you can. Uh, all I wanted to say was I think that the turning. Because you, what what your friend said was that like they're sad to hear it's a bad movie because they thought like the, <laughs> they cut a really good trailer, and I think the turning is like a, a really good example to look at of like how to cut a good trailer from a bad movie, but also like I think it has a lot of the things that a bad like a, a good trailer for a bad movie has, I think that have you seen the Invisible Woman, uh, the Invisible Man trailer? Yeah, I saw. Well, no, I have, I've only seen Instagram trailers, so they're not complete. Oh, okay. I think that they have like very similar things where they show a lot of the scares, a lot of the plot. Uh, I mean, the whole question of Invisible Man is supposed to be like, is she crazy? Is it real? But they like answer that question for you in the trailer. I think like any. And then the turning, it shows you the ghosts in the trailer. It shows you the fact that Finn Wolfhard shows up, which is supposed to be like a big surprise. Like just showing that much and like that many of the like actual scares, I think it like is a good indicator that a scary movie is not good. I think the more of the beginning of a movie you're shown in the trailer, like the better the movie itself probably is. Do you think that that's a true statement? Um, yeah, but I think it varies. I don't know if it's as cut and dry as that, because... I said probably. I think, like... And I think it depends on the genre. Well, yeah, okay, for the most part, then, yeah. I think it depends on the genre a lot, too. Like, I think with an action movie, you could probably show a lot of scenes from the end, because yeah. they're showing they're trying to show big set pieces. Uh, but story, if you're going for a story-based movie, it's probably best to keep it, keep everything as much out of the... As much of the resolution out of the trailer as you possibly can. I think especially with both of these movies, when the question is supposed to be whether or not they're sane, like to show in the trailer what the evil bad entity is, like it really undercuts what your movie's trying to be. Unless unless I really misunderstand what Invisible Man is, because I haven't seen it. What if you're the crazy one and you just don't get it? Oh, the fuck. movie's gaslighting you. Maybe that's true. Jake looks know. like he's staring at notes right now, and he's really like he's he's making the uh, the teethy emoji face. I'm looking at my uh, the my psychologist sent me her write up of me, and it says uh, it says just a normal guy. So. Oh, it's like it's just like the end of the movie. Um. <laughs> uh, and then. Also, in the turning, there's a bunch of scenes where, like, creepy stuff happens, and then she wakes up, and, like, you can't do that trick more than once, really. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a lot of me ranting at the end. It's all good. That's what this podcast is here for. Um, Jake, Any genuine thoughts for you, Darren? Genuine thoughts. Um, uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, this is something that I've had to be reminded of this week, um, because I could be, I could be leaving Los Angeles 
at, at any point. I could be staying in Los Angeles. My status here is up in the air. And uh, I called my family, and they all have a they have a general idea of what they think I should do. And I explained to them my concerns and the general consensus of what I was told is don't be so hard on yourself. So I kind of took a step back and I thought, you know, maybe they're right. I can definitely do this. I got this covered. I can do it. And I think a lot, a lot of people need to hear that sometimes that, uh, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. Um, Try and grow. Grow yourself. I know it's a really vague general thing to say, but we don't have enough time to, I don't have enough time to get into it. So just, just, you know, empower yourself a little more. I think living in LA is like probably one of the most soul sucking things a person can choose to do. Uh, And I think like the only way that you can really make it through is to be like our friend Malcolm and just like fully commit to yourself and like just be in a positive not i'm not saying that you can just like force yourself to be positive but like trying when you can to like have have positive thoughts and like be caring for yourself and all that stuff i think goes a long way uh yeah and uh, if you want to talk about someone who's overcome adversity malcolm has absolutely he he said on the podcast he had a rough year. He absolutely had a rough year. But he's still having – each year he keeps getting better and better and better. And you can see it in his work. He's getting so much better because he keeps working on himself and focusing on that. Uh, which is also like get help if you need it and if you can. Uh, like working on yourself doesn't mean doing it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, like professional help if you can, if you can afford it and all that, but also like. And there are programs if you truly do need professional help. Uh, I wish we had links off the top. Maybe next episode we can get some links to find some programs if you do need, if you are in the position to get professional help for very cheap or possibly even free. Um, I think like also. Like, sometimes just having a friend can help, and, like, there's all sorts of different stuff you can do to try to help with your mental health. Which, again, not to say that you can cure everything simply, but there are steps you can take. There are sirens on one of our ends. I believe it is mine, my end. So, anyway, uh, I really don't have anything else to say. Uh, I do have, actually, Darren, I do have a question. Yes. Um, Hank, can I ask you... My question, could you on three, do you want to ask, do you just ask, exchange questions? Yeah, hold on, but I need to make sure I know how to word it, okay? Okay. Um, I've, I've been wanting to, I, I've been, I keep meaning, I keep forgetting to ask this on the podcast, so it's like, it's like kind of a big thing, so I just, okay, I'm ready. All right, one, one two, two, three. three. What's what up? is up? So we had different questions. Uh, yeah. Uh, in answer, you said what is up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said, what's up? Mm-hmm. Uh, what a is contraction up? of what's the up? question that I uh, said. What is up? I mean, we're just going to have to leave it at that. Uh, get David Lynch. 
with his new Lifetime Achievement Award. Academy Award winner, David Lynch. The lovers of humanity will flow free. Absolutely. Again. God damn it. We absolutely need to change that.